Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mama, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers. You're listening to... Two dudes, three movie reviews with Sky and Colin. And we are trying to murder ourselves, burying ourselves in cinema. Okay. I was for a second I was like, cause normally like we the first line is like in reference to like a movie that we're reviewing, and I was like, wait, which movie was someone trying to commit suicide? <laughs> I completely missed that. Uh, well, there is an element of that in one of the movies we're talking about. True, true. Okay, deep. There's a deep connection. Deep connection. Uh, not what I was going for. No, <laughs> what I'm going for is the fact that these swampies are in for a treat, and we are in for a trick. Yep. And if we can pull off this trick, that would be a treat. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going. I got lost along the way. You you were going, and I was like, "How can I save him?" And then in my head, I was just like, "You can't, you can't let him let him die on this." He's on his own path now. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's gone. He's gone too far. He's not coming back. Yeah, no, I got lost on that trail, but here I am. <laughs> well yeah we're back we're doing our oscar cram <laughs> wait i'm sorry colin did you say oscar cram 2021 oscars yeah yeah oscars yeah <laughs> Oscars, yeah, 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 Oscars, yeah. <laughs> when are they gonna ask us to perform? Yeah, <laughs> have you heard this bop? <laughs> Yo, this song fucking slaps, bro. <laughs> it's called Oscars, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they've heard it by now. Yeah, it's all over the radio. It's made its rounds, smash hit of the. Spring, trust spring me. Fling. You, trust me. If you use Stitcher, you've heard it at this point. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, bitchers get Stitchers. <laughs> We're the only podcast on Stitcher. Are we? No, no. I've just I've never heard. That's like. <laughs> We're on Stitcher, but I, I think it's funny because I've never heard anybody ever say that they use Stitcher. It's like, where do you listen to your podcast? And it's always Spotify or iTunes. Like, are you Stitcher? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you're listening on Stitcher, 
write us and let us know. Hit us up on Instagram at two dudes movie reviews or, you know, shoot us an email or go to our website or something. Why not? Yeah. Mm hmm. Be yeah. like, hey, yeah, listen I'll- on Stitcher. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm glad we're we're back. We're doing this. Before yes. uh before we recorded these last two episodes, it, it had been a minute that we'd uh we'd uh, we we talked, we'd caught up. I mean, I was yeah, looking been- forward to this. Busy boys. It's been a busy, busy time. I actually got COVID tested today. Did you? Yeah, I oh, did the rapid. Actually, I knew that. You yeah. Got that. <laughs> did you? Oh, yeah. I knew that. Um, yeah, you said it came back negative. Yeah, it came it's back good. negative, just like me. Always negative, boy. <laughs> I actually got my first uh got my first vaccine last week. Nice. Yeah. So, how big of a microchip did they put in you? <laughs> it's pretty big. It's pretty big. <laughs> it, it looks like you have a backpack on under your skin. Yeah, yeah. I I have a hunch now. Well, I have a hunch that this whole thing is a hoax. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Liberals. I am just kidding. <laughs> you know, I uh, I was hoping that I'd be able to to get the vaccine. Um, like eventually like my whole family has been getting it um over in new york and i was kind of like uh don't know if i'll be able to you know get one over here in florida like what the deal is how easy it is but uh i i've been meaning to schedule an appointment with like my primary doctor for a while i just went and basically was just like hey like like i have like this like underlying condition like not sure if that would like qualify me for it or whatever and they're like yeah you want it I'll, you can get it tomorrow if you want and i was like oh shit okay so like i went <laughs> my primary on thursday i got vaccinated was this some guy under the bridge <laughs> one, one of my coworkers told me that basically like she was bringing her grandma i think to get vaccinated and then someone just came up to her and was like hey you want to get vaccinated just like come with me and she was like okay and then she got vaccinated <laughs> what <laughs> yeah is that a get at a gas station <laughs> yeah it was at a sunoco <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! You get that quick check vaccine. You get a free coffee with it. Yeah, yeah. The caffeine makes hey. the vaccine take faster. Exactly. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get sick or anything from it, but I was, I was quite quite sleepy. My arm hurt like a bitch, but other than that, it was fine. Yeah. So I'm 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 excited though to like, I think everyone should get it, obviously. But I'm I'm excited to have to have mine. I was like, always a little on edge whenever I would come back like to visit like my parents or whatever because obviously I didn't don't want them to get it and I'll be much more at ease once I'm vaccinated and I'm hanging out with the fam or the friends and stuff you know yeah a little peace of mind never hurt anybody I'll be much more at ease when I officially leave my job which is very soon do you put your two weeks in yeah had (laughs) to man it's chaos there man like there's way too many people like there's there's no managing the the COVID situation at that mall anymore. It is beyond saving, and they're, they're not going to shut it down. They're it's too much of a cash cow. They won't shut it down. So you would say that um, with no management, it's a no madge land. Yeah, it's a no manage. <laughs> yeah, no no match no manage land. <laughs> that was a hard one. <laughs> it's a hard one yeah. to squeak in there. <laughs> Yeah, no, no it, it's it's honestly like yeah, with no mange, it's like I don't know. It it's not a very like promising 
young woman deal. Like it's, it's <laughs> yeah. not very um I don't know. Like I know like I need the I need the manky, but at the same <laughs> time it's just not safe. If you hadn't done that, I would just been like, oh yeah, mank. Mank. <laughs> just, just yell it. <laughs> Listen, you can't mank me go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're gonna do this again. We're it's, it's Quentin Tarantino all over again. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Yep. <laughs> hey, if you don't like it, why don't you come over here and mank my bottom? <laughs> don't mank me do this. <laughs> Colin, you wanna you wanna like you want to like put on light some candles and turn down the lights and mank out with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we get drunk and write Citizen Kane together. Yeah. We just mank out. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, just fucking mank me. <laughs> uh, just fucking mank me and, and fucking spit in my nomad land. <laughs> <laughs> You promising young woman, you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It was a lonely lonely night. So I was just sitting at home manking it. Oh, my God. Oh manky into a hanky. <laughs> <laughs> How did you um, mank it? Did you use your nomad hand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is stupid. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is dumb. This is really dumb. Uh, welcome to the Oscars episode. <laughs> <laughs> Why won't the Academy acknowledge us? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody takes us uh, seriously in this town. Yeah, it's just like they listen to like they made jerk off jokes about the writer of Citizen Kane for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. He'd have loved it. Probably. He would have um, he would have been right on board with it. This is the highbrow kind of humor he's into. Yeah. <clears throat> well, oh, well. Got to compose. That's myself. all well and good. That's a good time right there. Honestly, we could end the episode there, but we have three movies we should probably review because they're up for Oscar contention. They came out earlier in the year. We didn't do episodes on them cuz just other fish to fry. And now, mm-hmm. uh, well, we gotta we gotta play some catch up. So, speaking of catch up, I mustard ask you to uh, tally ho, <laughs> and I I relish the the moments where we get to talk about mayonnaise. <laughs> my pun game is falling apart man yeah, let's talk about movies yeah let's let's do it what do you want to talk about first i say let's start with nomad land because out of these three movies i believe if i'm not mistaken it's the one i saw longest ago okay nomad land and i'm just gonna say this i guess i guess this is a little bit of a discussion for the pod but I listened to our Minari episode and I realized that like we never really said like what the movie's really about. So on some of these, I might just do like a quick like excerpt of what like the plot might be about just in the beginning, just because some people I think might listen to it and be like, they said this movie's good, but I have no idea what it's about. So I'm not sure if I'm going to like it. 
So I might just do that. I did that with our last episode, so I might do that here. But Nomadland, it's directed by Chloe Zhao. She was the director on The Writer and Songs My Brother Taught Me, and she is also the director on The Eternals, along with The Writer. So that's very cool. You got an Oscar-nominated director uh, at the helm of one of the first Marvel movies for... Uh, I almost said season four, but but uh, phase four. Hey, Francis McDormand, is that backdoor MCU? I don't know, man. Oh, so this one gets an I don't know, but the other ones are just straight up no. I gave no connection except for the just the same director. Well, that's why, because I'm waiting to hear. I'm not going to shut you down yet. Well, Nomad is a Marvel character. Oh, well then, yes, this is Backdoor MCU. Yes. All right. Well... We'll be talking about the implications this has on the MCU for much of this review then. Yes, perfect. But yeah, Chloe Zhao, she's the writer and director on this. Uh, this movie is actually based on a book by Jessica Bruder. Uh, Frances McDermott, she plays Fern. Everything she in she's in is gold, basically, but three billboards and Fargo and Moonrise Kingdom. David, I'm going to butcher this last name, Straythan, I think is how you pronounce his last name. But he plays Dave. He was in Godzilla and Lincoln and L.A. Confidential. And then mm-hmm. something that's actually cool about this movie is basically everyone else that's in it is an actual nomad, and they cast real people. So, cool. Yeah, Bob Wells is Bob Wells and Swanky and Linda May. Those are like the three, I guess, main other characters in the movie. But they're not actors. So I thought that was a really cool and authentic wrinkle to this movie. But it's really. I guess this movie is also somewhat of a character study. I'm not sure, but Frances McDermott, she becomes a nomad and it's basically just about her life and what brings her peace in her life and traveling the world, basically. You're traveling the States in her RV. Where do you want to start on this one? Well, I honestly don't have a ton of notes on this because I didn't take notes on it because when I watched it, I was just watching it for the sake of adding movies to my list for the year. But... The way you describe, like, the plot and, like, listening to you talk about the plot, like, pretty much signifies how I felt watching the movie. Okay. As I'm watching it, and I don't want to sound like I'm starting on, like, a a sour note or anything like that because there's plenty of positives about this movie, like, but I started it up and I'm watching it and it keeps going and, like, you talked about with Minari, like, these slice of life movies or, like, the, or if if we consider this a character study or however you want to put it. This was a movie that as I was watching it, I was like, what is this movie? Yeah. And like, I feel like even in like the way you're just like talking about the plot, it, it even sounds like the way you're describing it. It's like, wait, what is this movie then? Like, what is it? Yeah. I mean, it could be, you said slice of life right there. That might be a better way to describe it, but yeah, it's, um, it's really just like mo- moments in time, really. Um, and I think the the point of it is, I think the point of it is, I think as the viewer, you see someone, they're living out of their RV and you feel sympathetic towards them. You're kind of like, oh, like, why are they doing that? This and that. But then by the end of the movie, like this is spoilers really, but um, I think really it's the way you perceive someone and maybe the way you feel about them, like being like tragic or whatever isn't really all that tragic and that's kind of the way that they want to be and that's the way that they feel at peace and stuff like that part of me almost feels like the character itself goes through 
less changed than the audience. Like I felt like my views towards the character changed a lot more in the movie than the character actually did. If that makes sense. Yeah, I guess. Cause it's like, she's comfortable with, you know, maybe early on she's less comfortable, but like once she like settles into like the nomad life, she's more comfortable with it. And it's not, it's not her hangups that you got to get over. It's your own. Mm-hmm. So like I can respect it. I respect it for that. Like here's, here's the other thing. I think this movie looks fucking beautiful. Like, I think yeah. this one is one that got nominated for cinematography, and I'm like, yeah, I totally see that. Um, mm-hmm. And and definitely, like, the setting lends itself to that. Like, you have these very wide, expansive shots of this beautiful terrain and, like, the deserts and things like that. Like, very nice, very, like, beautiful-looking film. But I don't know. For me, like, as I was watching it, like, I don't know, nothing, like, really... Maybe because I was just, like whatever alternative lifestyle like yeah my viewpoint on everything is just like whatever like do your own thing like if you want to do that then like you are allowed you should be allowed to do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting anybody else i don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. what you're doing like i don't think you should be i'm not gonna if somebody's like yeah this is how i live i'd just be like all right cool like that's not how i would do it but what do i care if that's what makes you happy like fucking go for it man like so maybe for me i'm like this wasn't changing the way I looked at anything because I was already just like, okay, so she lives like a nomad, but like, what are we learning? And then when you have a character, like what you're saying, where you feel like they're not changing as much as the audience might be changing their views on what she's doing. It kind of like loses my interest a little bit because I was already Mm -hmm. on the side of just like, yeah, girl, do you like, you didn't have to sway me on that. So all I was watching was just, a woman living in a van. Yeah. There's a couple movies in the, the best picture category that I feel like they are made for only like a cinephile and that's it. Like, I don't think this movie is made for a normie at all. Um, because I think there's a lot of really good technical things to this movie. I think like I would be pretty surprised if it doesn't win cinematography. I think it's going to win cinematography and I think the acting's great. Oh, yeah, she's I, amazing in it. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that in a bit, but really just like for me, my personal taste and everything like that, like I I see the things that are good about it, but it wasn't something that really engaged me too much because it's a very slow movie, which I don't need movies to be to be very fast or whatever, but it's slow and kind of nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. And I know that that's not really like actually accurate. Like there are things that happen to the, to the characters and um, you know, there's events that play out and I think there's stuff towards the end that's supposed to make you kind of um, a little bit of an emotional payoff. There's her, what happens with her friend Swanky. There's, you know, her going back to her, her husband's stuff and all this stuff with uh, David. But for me, like I watched this movie in two sittings and Movie's pretty short. It's like an hour and 20. I watched the first, I think, like 50 minutes with Brianna, and then she went to bed, and then I picked it back up, and I watched it, and then the next day she asked me, she was like, what she was like, what happened? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. No, nothing happened. <laughs> the movie ended. <laughs> and then she was just like... It kept oh, going, okay. and then it didn't. Yeah, and then the credits rolled. L- like I said, for me, like I think a lot of it is you kind of see her basically realize this is the life I want to live. I never really felt like there was um there was a ton of like conflict there and I felt like oh. a lot of this was almost more so just like an exercise for the audience to like 
get past almost like your own prejudice of like, you know, people aren't supposed to live like this. And then once you realize like, oh, that's how she's happy. Like you do you. But yeah, for me, like the story is really not much that I cared for. All the things that I like about it are like the acting and like technical uh, achievements really. Yeah. Like that's the thing when I was watching it, I'm like, okay, I can see what's good about this. I can see why critics might rate this highly. I can see how it can get a nomination. I never want to watch this movie again. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm going to watch it either. It did nothing for me. I didn't feel anything. I don't know. Like this is hard because like this year I've been trying to grade things as they are. But then when it comes to my ranking, I will rank them based on my personal tastes. So like looking at this movie, I'm like, is this a good movie? Yeah, sure. There's a lot that is very well done in the movie. Do I like this movie? Almost not at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't, it's not, we're on the same page entirely. I, uh, yeah, it's, t it's tough because I, I really don't know who's going to win Best Picture this year. I think this year it's very wide open. Um, but this won yeah. Best Picture at the Golden Globes. So I guess if just going by that, maybe this is the front runner. And I hate that. I like every other movie nominated for Best Picture except for one more than this. Yeah. So I don't know. Like It's it's kind of tough. And uh, not not like we have to agree with, with the Oscars. I remember like Shape of Water won. And I like Shape of Water. But it was kind of like, oh, I guess like... This year's the the year of the the fish man cock, cool. Yeah, and then <laughs> and, and like so it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, just in general, like it's really enough for me. I don't think it's gonna be for most people. So if uh, you see it on Hulu and you want to check it out, like when you know the Oscars are rolling around, just be prepared that this is this is very slow, and this is there's not much story to it. It's all about the character and. and you know, what their life is and what they want it to be and what they're comfortable being. For me, yeah. like, the thing that we haven't touched on, which I think is the best part of the whole movie, I think Frances McDermott is amazing in it. I think she's really yeah. good. Yeah, she's great. Like, she's really good. She's so endearing, and, like, she's such a good actress that you immediately connect with her as a character, and you immediately can sympathize with her, and you, you just, like, you want... You just want to see her succeed like i or maybe it's me like i just love her so much like i think she's i think she's great so mm -hmm. it's an instant connection to the character for me so yeah she's she's awesome i got no, nothing bad to say about her or her performance or the way she does anything that's the thing about this movie nobody's doing a bad job nobody does a bad thing in the movie like the movie itself is not technically bad in like any way it's just so not something i'm interested in yeah like it just does absolutely nothing for me so like again like as a movie yeah it's great like it's uh, what there's not really anything to complain about with the exception of maybe the the slow pacing of it and everything and it's not like very exciting or grabbing but maybe for some people it is but for me man i like, I kind of wish this wasn't nominated so, like, I wouldn't have... I mean, I ended up <laughs> watching it before we even knew it was nominated. But, like, if I if that hadn't been the case and this movie wasn't nominated, I would never watch this movie. Or I almost stopped it. Like, I started it and I got 20 minutes in and I paused it. And I was like, what are the other movies he sent me 
do I want to watch them? I was like, oh, this movie is like the shortest out of all of them. And that's the only reason I watched it because it was the shortest out of all of them. And I was already 20 <laughs> minutes in, but I almost gave up on it. I was like, wow, this is boring as fuck. Like, I do not care. Like, yeah. <laughs> I see it. It looks great. She's great. It's fine. Like, all of that's good. I don't give a fuck about this movie. I don't have a ton left to say, but one thing I was going to say, uh, and it's it's based on a book. So I guess, you know, you you do you do what the source material says you can make changes but like i somewhat felt like there was like a some like a little missed opportunity like early on in the movie like they got like access to like amazon and like show like what amazon like can do to like people's employment and stuff like that and i just felt like it wasn't explored like at all yeah (laughs) just like happens and that's over it felt like it was a missed opportunity but like i said i'm not even dinging it on that really because it's what the book says but it was just something that i was like because I'm like thinking in my head, how can I make it more interesting? How, how could it have been more engaging? And that was like one thing that I was like, oh, it would have been cool if they explored that a little bit. But yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. In in general, I mean, I really don't have much to say. I think we both said we're like we're not going to talk about this one very, very long. Yeah. Beautifully made movie. You know, excellent acting. I like the authenticity of it. Uh, you know, casting non actors to be in these roles, but the story, it's not for me at all. Yeah. Same. So, uh, let's get an un- unenthusiastic tomato tomato. <laughs> tomato tomato. The critics they're bringing this in at ninety four percent. Okay, so is that the cusp? Is that an A? That's an A. <clears throat> it's like an A. Yeah. Um, the low tomato, end of an A. Yeah, tomato. The audience they're bringing it in at eighty one percent. Okay, that tells me that those are people who are just like this movie was boring. Which maybe I should grade it more with my personal tastes because my original grade, I was just like, no, just like focus on like what what is the movie? Does it do its job well? Even if it's a job that I don't care about or I don't, you know, I think it executes its vision. I just don't like that vision. But that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means that I don't like it. So it's not necessarily the movie's fault it's not made for me you know what i mean yeah so do i grade it harsher or do i so we got an a to a b minus right yeah i guess i'll say tomato as a movie and i do think the boredom factor is bringing it down a little bit for me as a movie i think i'll give it an a minus but like personal feelings like this shit feels like a like a b to me or like a B mine. Uh, honestly, like as a movie, tomato. As me personally, tomato. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I went uh, tomato and I gave it a B plus. I kind of just split the difference on it because I think technically it's probably like an A movie, but I do think like a big part of the movie though itself is like how engaging is your story, and I don't find the story engaging at all. And uh, yeah, so put I me down a, for a B, a B plus too. Yeah, put yeah. me down for that. Fine. Two B pluses? Okay. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It's how so little I care. My grade. Double B pluses. <laughs> yeah, just throw out two B pluses. Because I only did the, like I said, I was just like, whatever. As a movie, yeah, it's an A minus. But as me, it's a B minus. So, yeah, split the difference for me, too. B plus. Fuck it. Who cares? Next movie. <laughs> <laughs> that that tells you exactly how I feel. What do you want, what do you want to do now? Mank or Promising Young Woman? You know what? Let's throw some stank on that mank. Stank on the mank. 
<laughs> Stank on the manky. You take that to the bank. <laughs> now, this movie oh, stars Hilary Swank. Yeah. <laughs> and my favorite scene is the scene where she crafts a shank. Mm-hmm. And then uses it to spank Hank. Yeah. And then they jump into a tank. That scene was dank. That was dank. <laughs> that was dank. <laughs> what was weird is that like they were driving that tank and no one asked what their what was their rank. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't get that part either. Yeah, and then like a bunch of idiots they drove into the ocean and it sank. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hank went back home and started yanking his mank. He yanked his mank and he wanked his mank. And uh, then he went to the bar and got a nice drink. Yeah, drank. (laughs) He drank it. (laughs) All right. We can't can't do this the whole episode. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we could, but like in the end, like who would we thank? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We got to, we got to start. No, we have to stop. (laughs) But yeah, let's get in. Let's get into Mank. Mank, directed by David Fincher. Is this uh-huh. our first David Fincher film? I think on the so. Pod? Yeah, I mean, my, I think you're right. I was trying to think. We've definitely mentioned him before, though, because we've we had like Zodiac on one of our brackets. We've talked the girl with the dragon tattoo. We've definitely talked yeah. Fight Club before. So, um, and uh, the writer on this, I thought this was cool. The writer on this film is his dad, Jack Fincher, who passed away in 2003. So mm. this is a the script has been written for a long time, and uh, there are a few like parallels between, I guess, like the story um, and kind of like David Finch's uh, like early like the first line of the movie basically is talking about how like Orson Welles was like hired and like given the complete like control and creative freedom to do whatever he wanted, and it like almost like felt to me like I was like, yeah, like would have been cool if he could have done that for Alien Three. <laughs> yeah but uh oh, we'll, we'll get to all that gary oldman he plays herman mankowitz tinker taylor soldier spy the dark knight dark Tower. uh amanda seafried she plays uh marion davies mean girls lay miz lily collins she plays rita alexander uh she was in tolkien last year tom felfrey he plays joe mankowitz he's from ozark and iron fist because i know you love that movie love that <laughs> or that, that tv show i knew i recognized and- him i forgot to look up where from that's exactly where it was from I knew yeah. it was something where he wore a suit a lot and was a dick. <laughs> and uh, Tom Berg plays Orson Welles. He's from Only God Forgives and The Souvenir, which came out last year, I think. So, and yeah, it's, I mean, we said it before, but this movie is about Herman Mankiewicz. He is essentially the writer of uh, Citizen Kane. Um, there's like a lot of, uh, I guess, like contention about that because Orson Welles was basically like, this is my thing, but really the script was not at all. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's about, it's about the making of that movie. That movie's iconic. I definitely think this is another movie when I was saying like, there's a few movies here that are, I think only like big cinephiles are going to really appreciate. And this is the other one I was really talking about. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but. Oh dude, this. Yeah. Uh, one of my notes is like, yeah, this movie is designed to, stroke the cock and tickle the balls of the academy okay (laughs) it's it's old hollywood 
it looks and feels and is shot like a classic Hollywood movie, almost like Citizen Kane is. And it's about somebody like behind the scenes in the biz who is like credited for writing what is considered one of the greatest films in all of history. You know, like this just screams Oscar bait to me. Like if Mm -hmm. I ever, it's, it's literally like you have to nominate this because we made this movie for you, Hollywood. Yeah. Like it feels like it seems very masturbatory towards like the Academy. That being said, fucking Gary Oldman, man. Oh, <laughs> I think that's how, what we're going to do with a lot of these movies. We're like, yeah, this movie's kind of a uh, kind of like not the not, not our cup of tea, but man, that one actor though killed it. Yeah. Yeah, Gary Oldman's is excellent in this movie and uh I mean Gary Oldman's fucking at this point in his career like is he never not good in anything? Like he's nominated yeah. for uh Darkest Hour, like just he's just the man. I love Gary Oldman. Again, this is going to fall in line um, a lot with Nomadland. I think with Nomadland, it just kind of is what it is. Uh, this movie, like, I have a little bit more problems with, actually. And which is weird to say, because I was probably a little bit more entertained by this movie than Nomadland. There's just a lot of things that, like, yes, I think it's technically awesome. I think the acting is great. But then just, like, uh, there's other things, like, I don't think that works at all. But, I mean, if you want to just start with the acting, I think the acting across the board is great. And as far as, like, technical achievements i think the cinematography is really good in this one also and oh yeah i i think what they did in this is really cool because they shot this film in 8k but then they downgraded it in post so they like added like the the film grain and the like burns on like the like the i guess the film if you want to call it that i thought that was great and then as far as like production design this is another one that i could definitely see being like I think I would pick the the father for production design, but I wouldn't be surprised if this wins because I think they captured like 1930s, 40s, like Hollywood, like perfectly. And they, they use a lot of techniques in filming this that were made or that were like primarily used when doing films back then. Like one that comes to mind is I think there's a scene in a car and they're clearly just doing oh. like the moving background type thing. Yeah, I picked yeah. that up immediately. That's like one of my first notes. The why is I'm like, wow, this really looks and feels like old Hollywood. Like it looks like they're trying to make this movie like they were making it in those times, but with modern technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you summed it up way better than I did because I was rambling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, even the storytelling, the the style of storytelling. Like I said, I think what they were going for was it being kind of reminiscent to Citizen Kane. Oh, Honestly, this movie 100%. made me really want to watch Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. Which have you seen? Have you seen it before? Yeah, I watched it I a think, long time ago, like in high school. That's the last time I saw it. I think if you've seen it, you'll get why they're doing certain things. Because you mentioned the storytelling, like Citizen Kane is is nonlinear. They even they say in the movie, like I think he compares it to like a cinnamon bun or like a donut or something yeah. in this movie. And, and this is, this movie's like that also, but I think for this movie, they're presenting the story in that way because the subject matter is citizen Kane and they'll like, see what we're doing here. We're, we're doing it the same way, but I don't necessarily like that in this. I don't, this movie bounces back and forth flashback to present day over and over again. And I don't really think that it's like needed. Per se and yeah. like 
on top of that, like Citizen Kane has a like an urgency to it. Like it had there's a I don't know, like maybe a little bit of like an intensity to the story, but this doesn't have that at all. This is almost just like we're we're flip-flopping back from the, you know, past and present over and over again, but like there's nothing really going on. He's sitting in bed and he's writing a story. And I mean, I think I think that is where you could have made the movie a little bit more intense in terms of like he's up against like the clock, he's got to get it done, but it like always just like cuts back to him and he's like like hey, like uh they really want you to get going on it and he's just like nah, I'm I'm good. I'm fine. Like I'm writing like the best thing of my career. I'm going to have a drink and then it just cuts back to a flashback <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Yeah, especially as it gets later in the movie, I feel like the flashbacks are coming hot and heavy. Like they're way more frequent and just over and over and over and over again. Um, it was a little bit more spread out in the beginning. Like when it comes up with like the, uh, you know, like the typewriter and it's like exterior, whatever, MGM studios yeah. day, blah, blah, blah. This is like the first couple of times it popped up. I'm like, Oh, it's like an interesting, like little way to transition. Felt very old school, felt very uh, classic Hollywood. But then, uh, then I noticed I'm like, damn, they're doing it like every like five minutes. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's it's just, here's the scene. Like and then, then the transition thing, like it, it just didn't I feel like the flow, like kind of got fucked up by it and it didn't feel very like natural. And like granted, like, sure. You want to do nonlinear storytelling, but the store, what is the story you're telling? You're just like kind of, and I think they even reference it when they're talking about, um, like he's talking about like how long it all is. And he's just, he's kind of like, well, you want to get the story of, of the man, like you, how, how much are you going to learn about him in how little time, you know, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like they were trying to explain themselves and it's just like, no, you could have done this. It's definitely too long. Definitely too long. I I think this I movie, think it's too not long. Citizen Kane, but yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's too long. And again, like I, I just don't really appreciate, like, I th I think they were trying to do the nonlinear thing because it's Citizen Kane, but I think that this movie would have been way more engaging if they, they showed the, if they almost just did it linearly, you know, in a linear fashion showed the events that lead him to be a certain way by the end of the movie. And I guess that's kind of what they do. But when you're bouncing around back and forth and then so many of these conversations, like that's the other thing is so many of these conversations are like only people who are like super well-versed in like 1930s Hollywood politics are going to like pick up on a lot of things. So I'm like sitting there like trying to focus on certain things. I'm like, what, what is the goal here? Like, what are we doing? I know. Yeah. I'm like, I know like a lot of it is, he's fed up with the way Hollywood's run and, and uh, you know, by the end of the, he wants credit for his work, blah, blah, blah. But like, it's just so much of it just feels like it's just up its own ass almost. <laughs> Very much. So that's actually like the first, cause I watched this with Meg and that was like the first thing I said, I was just like, yeah, it feels very much like they're just kind of like stroking themselves off here. Mm hmm. And then, yeah, it's like, I don't know. Like, it it feels a little bit contrived. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I don't I don't know if you had told her, like, because I had started watching this before you did, and I, I had kind of spilled my feelings a little bit about it to you. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if you had, like, told, like, yeah, Colin said that this was kind of a jack-off sesh. Maybe that's why we've been making masturbation jokes about it the whole time. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> Subconscious. Yeah. 
I will, I will say this though. There were scenes like I did enjoy watching this movie definitely more than Nomadland for me. Like for me, Nomadland is like probably bottom of the bottom of the list out of all the best picture noms. Um, and I don't want to spoil my grade on this one, but there were scenes in this where I'm like, Oh, I actually like really like this. Like I was enjoying watching the, uh, the banter back and forth and like that kind of party setting where they're at the house and they're all sitting around and they're talking politics. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I feel like the rapport like had like a really nice rhythm to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then, yeah, I mean, that was, that was kind of like fun to watch and everything. And, um, I thought it was really interesting, like the night walk after the party, like after yeah. that scene when him and um, what's her name again? Uh, Seafried. Um, yeah. Uh, Amanda Seafried. Yeah. Uh, when they go walking about, did you know that was actually shot during the day, but then in post right. they had to make it look like night cause they needed, they wanted it to be a moonlit walk, but they had to shoot it during the day. Oh, so huh. that everything would be lit properly. And then they basically went in and added like shadows and made it look like nighttime in post, yeah. which I thought was like a pretty cool thing. Cause like I knew that going into it. And then as I'm watching it, I'm just like, yeah, it looks like it's fucking nighttime there. That's, that's the thing is there's a lot of technical, like, you know, really cool technical achievements in this movie. For me, you might like this more than me, honestly. I think if I had to pick between the two, I would watch this again over Nomadland, but I think Nomadland... I think that's a better movie. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Again, um, this was more exciting for me. It's longer I, though. It's definitely way too long. Yeah, I agree. Another thing with with uh, with this movie, I I love Gary Oldman. I think he's phenomenal in this. I don't particularly like the character. Like I. I yeah. get that he's like super charming. He's very smart. He's, you know, a phenomenal writer. But sometimes I just felt like he's just like a like a quip machine. Like every everything that he says is is a a snarky quip back to somebody. And yeah. it's almost like I can't even really like get too into the character cuz I'm just like it, it doesn't feel very honest. And then like Yeah, and even when you learn humanizing things about him, it's through other people. It's not through witnessing change in him or seeing anything in him where he's really being endearing. Like he's only endearing through other people's anecdotes. Yeah. And uh, I uh like again, like I can see that the the person is charming and like you see all these moments where it's like, yeah, he's like gambling and he's a drunk and stuff like that, but he's he doesn't do it in a way where he's like like violent really. Right. But like it was just kind of like I got over it after a while. Like I it was just kind of like I I don't really like this like character and I feel bad saying that cuz I actually there's a uh there's a YouTube like movie review channel. I think they're also a podcast called Breakfast All Day and they reviewed this movie and they had the I think grandson of Herman Mankiewicz on for that episode who's also a film critic and um he said like there's not like a ton of knowledge of like my grandfather, but like from what we do know, like, yeah, this is basically what he was like. He was like a good guy, but he had like some, some demons like everyone else does. So I'm just like, it's hard for me to like really knock the character if that's how the guy was. But it just, when you're sitting there for like over two hours watching this, I was just like, uh, I'm not like connecting with this guy at all. He doesn't really grow. He doesn't really change. He just 
keeps going. Like he is just who he is the whole time. It's also no real exploration over like why does he drink? And there's like some other story elements that it's like, why even bring that up? Like his, like the other guy that he used to work with who ends up directing that, um, that fake political thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then what happens with his character and it's like, that doesn't come around. It's not like there's a thing, like a scene later where he's like hung up about it or anything. It just exists in that moment. It doesn't tell us anything new about his character. It doesn't add to any of his depth. It doesn't, it's not like he wasn't already a drunk before that too. It's like, it just seems oddly placed and there is no real growth for his character. It's just, you're just witnessing the character doing his thing. And that's all well and good, but not for two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah. I think a lot of the scenes are to kind of show you like the moments that lead up to him at the end, basically being like, you know what? No, like I do want credit for like my work. I'm like fed up with like the Hollywood kind of machine or whatever. Cause that, that character who, you know, ended up killing himself. He was told to make a certain thing and, you know, he didn't necessarily believe that, but that's what he had to do. And that he felt extremely guilty about it. And like, it, it reminded me not, not the same way, but like same thing with like alien three, like I brought up with David Fincher, he comes into Hollywood and they're basically like, it's like a, a studio. They hire import, like they hire super talented people, but then it is entirely a studio production where they're just like, yeah, like we, we've hired an important, like really talented person to do this film but you have to do this. Like you're chained to do exactly this. And um, right. so, so I think there's a lot of scenes that are showing you the events that made him basically at the end, be like to stand up for himself, I guess. But I don't know. There's, there's too many of them, I think, because it's, it's too long for what the movie is. I think for sure. And speaking of things, being too long or not, let's not keep this episode too long. And why not? Uh, do you have any other notes for this, or do you want to just dive into some tomato tomatoes? Oh yeah, that was that was pretty much it. I, I think Sick. the music's really good too. I'll say that music and sound. Oh yeah, the music's great. great. I think technically it's a good movie. Just not again, not really. I wasn't super entertained by it. You might like this one more than me. But tomato tomato tomato. The audience, I mean tomato. The critics they are bringing this in at an eighty three percent. Hmm. Okay. So that's a B minus. Yep. Tomato, the audience, they're bringing it in at a 61%. <laughs> Whoa. So they did not B care minus, for this. Yeah. B minus, D minus. Okay. So I will say tomato. Mm-hmm. And I gave this, actually, look. let me look at my phone. I think I gave this a B plus. Nice. Uh, I went tomato and I was right there. I gave this a B minus. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I did like it a little bit more than you. I was honestly teetering between a B and a B plus, but I think because I was just like, you know, it's more enjoyable than Nomadland. Like I'm, yeah. I shouldn't grade it worse than it. Like I, I would sooner rewatch this, but honestly I don't want to rewatch either of them. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Glad I did it, I guess, but. I can yeah. take it or leave it. I will say this Mank has the most nominations out of any movie. Wow. Again, and it's because they're jerking off Hollywood. Of course they are. Yeah. It has them. It has the most nominations. I think 
based on that, it might have the best chance to win the most Oscars. And it would not surprise me if it won Best Picture, uh, even though I really don't want it to. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a movie made for cinephiles. It's a movie made for Hollywood. And I think it's a movie that is held together um, by its technical achievements and its acting. Not so much the story, in my opinion. Right. You want to bring it home? Yeah, let's do it. Now, we <laughs> talked about those two promising Oscar nominations. Now let's talk about a promising young woman. Wow. Wow. Yeah, how prom- does he do it? <laughs> how does this guy do it? These segues are killer. Um, yeah. Promising Young Woman. This is one, you got to see this one uh, a couple weeks before I did. I think you saw it like two or three weeks before me. And yeah, I uh, saw it pretty quick to its release. Yeah. And I, I finally got out to see it. Um, and we really actually haven't talked about it much. Like you had yeah, talked no. a little bit about it after you had seen it, but then afterwards I, I kind of didn't say much. So this will all be, I'm actually really looking forward to talk about this movie with you. Promising Young Woman is directed and written by Emerald Fennell. Uh, this is his feature film debut and also his writing debut. Most people know her from uh, The Crown as an actress. So, mm. you know, Passion Project. Carrie Mulligan, uh, she plays Cassie. If you listen to the show, you know I love Carrie Mulligan because blew my load to wildlife on our first duty episode and we both love Drive. Mudbound's great. Uh, you'll also know that I love Bo Burnham. Uh, we've talked about Bo Burnham a lot. Eighth Grade was, mm-hmm. I think, my favorite movie of the first year we did the duties that year. Yeah, I think it won your duty. Yeah. Uh, funny People, Big Sick. Like, Bo Burnham, was just, he's the man. Uh, Allison Bree, she plays Madison. She was in Happiest Season this year. And The Rental, uh, the disaster artist Glow. Christopher Mintz-Ploss, he plays Neil. Uh, he's in, obviously super bad, but kick-ass. Adam Brody plays Jerry, Ready or Not, Shazam. Uh, Max Greenfield, he plays Joe. Most people know him from New Girl. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge, she plays Susan. Uh, she's in a Cinderella story and Legally Blonde. And Molly Shannon pops in. She's Miss Fisher. Um, and everybody knows her from Superstar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I actually really like Superstar. But, um, yeah, where do you want to start on this one? So this one... This was one that I remember seeing the trailers for it towards the, I think the end of 2019. I think this one was supposed to come out like Mm -hmm. March, April of 2020, but then the shutdown happened. So they got pushed back like indefinitely. Yeah. And watching the trailer for it, I would never expect this to be Oscar nominated, especially best picture. I was going to say based on the trailer, because I remember when it came out, being like this look because the trailer makes it look like she is just like murdering men every night and it looks yeah, like it looks a like thriller. a horror movie almost yeah like it, it, it and i was like watching it and i was like i really like carrie mulligan and i love bo burnham um so like i'll see this but like also like when the trailers were coming out i was like this is like a february release like Mm, I don't know how what this is going to be. Like I I felt like it was going to be generic and I did not think it was going to be very good based on that trailer. And yeah, same. And then I mean I'll just I'll say this cuz this might leap branch off into other things. I think out of this might be a little bit of um I might be exaggerating a little bit, but out of all the movies that are nominated for best picture, this one might have the most sense of style out of all of them. Hmm. Um, yeah, maybe it definitely stands out 
amongst the pack, I'd say. But I don't for me, I don't know if it's necessarily in a good way. Like this movie, even after watching it, I would have never assumed this was like a best picture worthy movie. I think the story and the what it's commenting on is very important to shine a light on. And I don't think anybody does a bad job in it, but this just feels like one of those, honestly, watching this, I was like, okay, this is like a, um, art of self-defense or like one of these like indie films that it's like, I like it. I think it's, I think it's fun. I think it's cool. I like that. It's touching on a very sensitive topic and it's not worried about going for it head on, but like, I think in a normal year, this wouldn't have even made a short list for consideration. I think in a regular year, this would not be here. It wouldn't have made it this far. I don't think so either. I will say though, and I guess this is this is a little bit of a spoiler, or not a little bit. This is a spoiler for how I feel about it. This is one of my favorite movies of the year. Like I I really like this movie. Yeah, this is this is good. Like it's it's not bad. It's definitely not bad. And like seeing it in the, like I, there's a good amount of like laughs in it. It makes you, it's got good moments of tension. It's got some like, what the fuck scenes in it too. Like this definitely like grabs you and like holds your attention. Like, I think that this movie is, it's telling an important story too. Like there's a lot of things that are like hitting for me, but like just, it was more so like the look and the feel of the movie and just, I don't know, just something about it. Like, it doesn't... Like, there's a lot of movies that I really like that I'm like, yeah, I like this movie, but it would never, ever be considered for this award, that award. Like, it's like, I like it, but, like, whatever. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So, that's kind of how I feel about this. I'm like, I like it. Like, me saying, like, I don't think this would ever get a nomination in a normal year. Honestly, I don't know if this would get any of the nominations it has in a normal year. Like... I don't think this movie, if it came out in 2019, would get any play, like 0%. I don't think any, whatever it's nominated for this year, would not have been nominated stacked up against the movies that came out in 2019. Again, last, or two, yeah, 2019. I think last year, the only thing it would have been nominated for would, I think Carrie Mulligan probably would have still gotten a nod. Other than that, mm. uh, probably not. Yeah, maybe. But even um, that, like the, Last year was stacked when it came to, especially like actress, uh, best actress category. Yeah, you know, you know what? Like I was, we Renee Zellweger won last year, and um, I I picked her to win, but wholeheartedly did not think she should have. We both wanted Scarlett Johansson, but yeah. even this, like, I think I like Carrie Mulligan's performance better than Renee Renee Zellweger's performance from last year. Also, like. I, uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. Renee Zellweger was also playing. It was another one of these like old Hollywood things. Like she's playing like an iconic person yeah. from mm-hmm. you know from Hollywood it, history. So yeah, it obviously it's catering to that audience. Yeah, it it definitely feels like an outlier compared to the other Best Picture noms because like The Father and uh, Mank and Minari and Nomadland and like Sound of Metal. They're much slower movies and they're much like smaller scale, I would say. And then, I mean, like the trial of Chicago seven, I guess might be the closest to this maybe, or, or maybe Judas. I'm not sure, but like, I don't know. Those seem like they're much more um, like biopics, I guess, 
a little bit more like structured in terms of their narrative. And then this feels for me, the reason I said it's like this movie's like pretty bright in color. Like there's a lot of like pop music in it. It's a little bit more fun. It's, I mean, the subject matter isn't fun at all, but like there's jokes in it. Like you were saying, it just, it definitely feels like an outlier compared to the other ones, but I think partially that's why I liked it. It's definitely a more entertaining watch than a lot of the other movies in the lineup. Yeah. But uh, I did, I did want to like try to talk about like the justification for the Oscars for a little bit, but I wanted to get more into the movie. As far as the story goes, this is one of my favorite stories I think of the year. And the subject matter is not for everyone, but I do think that the subject matter uh, is very relevant. And it's something that's like, like this movie actually has something to say. Um, Yeah. But uh, as far as like the story goes, there's a lot of twists and turns in it. You don't always know what's going on, but I feel like there's a lot of things that happen that flip and subvert your expectations. And then also just, I, I really like kind of like the way they reveal information about the characters. Cause you're in like the movie starts up and there's a scene and it gets you kind of hooked into the character and they leave something kind of ambiguous with like, what does she actually do to these guys, which we'll get to later. But I don't know. I was just always into the character and the story itself. I was always really into, and there's some really good like twists and turns along the way. Um, and for that, I, I like that. I think everyone's going to have issue with the ending, which we'll get to later on. But for the most part, like I think from start to finish, this is one of my favorite actual like original stories. Yeah, I haven't thought about that too much. I'd have to like look back at the list of movies. I mean, I know for me right now, the movies that stand out the most in terms of like the stories and stuff like that. Uh, again, I don't want to spoil not only my feelings on this movie, but I don't want to spoil the duty rankings or anything. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if for me, I'm right there with you. Like, I'm not far off. Like, like I said, I think the story is very important. I, I really enjoyed watching the movie. Um, I like that there are scenes that make you feel very uncomfortable because you should feel uncomfortable. This movie definitely probably should come with like a content warning or a trigger warning for a lot of people. Like I can see a lot of people being very kind of turned off by this movie because of the gross content that it's like shining a light on like the movie itself is not gratuitous in any way but it is talking about a very sensitive subject for a lot of people Mm -hmm. but it is something that like needs to be acknowledged and i think that's what that's one of the things i really liked about the bo burnham character in it and the way that they told his story and his narrative throughout it this way of getting you to really like him because the character the main character she really likes him getting you to really be like, wow, like this guy's awesome. What a nice guy. But then like shining a light on kind of like what we talked about recently with this, uh, with the idea with uh, Judas and the black Messiah. And it's like, well, complacency is just like, if you don't do anything to stop it, you are just as much the problem as somebody who is actively doing it. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I, I thought them shining that light was was a good touch. Like it was a nice touch. It's like even a nice guy can do the wrong thing Mm -hmm. type of thing. Like, so there were like a lot of things about this movie that like, I really enjoyed. Uh, And I love how it toes this like really dark line, but also has like these moments of levity and these moments of comedy. And uh, I saw a lot of people in the movie who I like, and it's funny because they are like a lot of comedians. So yeah, like there's a lot that I liked about it, but for some reason, 
watching the movie, like it didn't stand out from the pack to me. But then again, I think I mentioned the last episode, not this episode, this whole year for movies, I haven't seen anything like everything's been so unremarkable that nothing really stands out except for like two movies for me, which again, I'm not going to spoil the duties, but I really only had two movies where I like finished them and, or like throughout them. I was like, Whoa, like this is, this is fucking up there. But other than those two movies, I don't think like really much else this year could hang with my top like 15 from last year. I, I definitely agree with that. I will say, though, like, there's been plenty of movies this year that, like, I really liked and I will definitely be buying. Like, th- I'm going to buy this when it comes out. I'm, I'm Blu-ray or 4K, whatever the fuck it is. But, yeah, like, if you took the movies from this year and you put them in my top ten from last year, there'd probably be one or two that would make the yeah. cut. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds like I'm a lot higher on the movie. I did want to say this, though. I'd have to go back and look... At all the movies, but just right now, talking about this movie, I think the chemistry between Carrie Mulligan and Bo Burnham is my favorite chemistry between two actors out of any movie this year. That I think I can agree with. I love yeah. their back and forth. I love their back and forth, and they have a couple. That's the thing. Like I'm talking about subverting your expectations, and you kind of alluded to it with Bo Burnham's character. But like they show Bo Burnham's character, he gets introduced into the film, and I was just like, I like this guy a lot, and like throughout the whole movie, you're just like, man, this guy is just the fucking man. Like he's just the best. And then stuff comes out at the end. And you're like, God damn it. But, uh, yeah, you hate yourself yeah, like, for having liked them before. Yeah. But there's, there's things that, um, like the moment where they're like singing, I'm trying to remember, was it, I remember the song, but they're singing in like the, the pharmacy or convenience store or whatever. I was just the like, Paris Hilton so, song. Yeah. I was just like, this is so good. Like I, I love this. There's the one scene at the dinner table and like, I felt so like happy for the character. Also that dinner table scene has one of like my favorite lines, like the part where they're like, Oh, like you're like a, like a, a surgeon, like your parents must be very proud. And he's like, well, actually they wanted me to be a DJ. I thought that was fucking hilarious. I was like, that, yeah, that's, that's awesome. such a good joke. <laughs> um, but you know, I just, I, I've talked a lot about character and like, um, maybe this year isn't, the biggest year in terms of um i don't know like i think there's like minari i got really like swept up in like the characters of that movie and like i think judas i did also in in sound of metal but then there's other movies like the trial of chicago seven that's not super like character based or tenet which is not like very character heavy yeah this one i i really like the characters of this movie i think like on paper these characters are are great and those two like actors in particular like really bring them to life so that's that's a big reason why i like this so much is because i just i got really attached to the characters and then when things don't go planned i was like i was like bummed out a little bit and the way this i guess we'll go into the ending here the way this movie ends (sighs) it's not for everybody and i can't even say that i can't even say that i I dislike it. I know a lot of people have like big issues with it. I, I get what it's saying. Like, I think like what's happening in the movie is, is definitely uh, commenting on something like how like men can get away with certain things and all this. Yeah. My, my main issue with it is they make the ending like with the music and everything like super triumphant. 
and I just felt bad. Like, like I didn't feel like it was a triumphant moment. I felt like it was like very sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To- there's definitely a weird tone that they're trying to tow with the end. Like that, that scene that leads to the end was like intense in the cabin. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh fuck. Like this is crazy. Uh, definitely took a turn. Like, we're like, whoa. And then actually the scene after, like the next morning with the guy from um, New Girl was actually like really funny. Like I thought that was hilarious. Like the way he's like trying to like psych up his boy. I I love, uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, uh, Max Greenfield. Max Green. I, I think he's hilarious. Yeah. Schmidt's my favorite part in, in New Girl. Yeah, same. I think he's him or uh, the, the other guy, the the schlubby guy. But yeah, I thought that scene was funny. But then like, but then yeah, like then you have like a humorous scene following up this really dark, gruesome scene, and then you have yeah, it's just very weird. Like I think, I think they were doing this juggling act. They were spinning a few different plates, and they just didn't really know what what tone to land on. So they kind of did all of them and it just yeah. kind of feels like it falls apart right at the end. Mm-hmm. And that, I think it actually weighed down the grade a bit for me. Um, even like, like Meg and I went to see it and we were both kind of like, huh? By the end with, with just the way that it, that it sticks to the landing or if it sticks to the landing, I think for me, yeah. it's not the strongest ending. Like, cause again, it's like, yeah, like, why is it triumphant like this? Like, was that your plan the whole time? That was your fucking plan. That yeah, almost makes I mean, it seem like the point was to fail. The failure was a victory type thing, but it's like, um, this doesn't, it just doesn't seem right. Like, I don't know. Like, I think, I, um, I, there has to be an alternate ending for this movie. Like, I want to see what was left. What was the other idea? Um, I don't necessarily think the plan was to fail. Um, she just had like a backup plan. She had a, yeah, she had, she had a backup plan I think is, is more so what it is. But like for me, like the ending, I think what you want, like the whole, the whole setup for the movie, what happened to her friend, like the ending is going for like, I think everyone wants like catharsis. Like you want a cathartic ending where it's like, yeah, the people got what they got. And that's what happens leading up to the part where she like puts on the nurse's outfit and like the wig and she's going and like in my head, I was like, is she going to go and murder this guy? I part of me wanted it for like the, again, like the cathartic ending, but also part of me was like, I don't think that's the character. Like she throughout the whole movie, like had it had established that she doesn't kill people. Like, I think they like have like, there's the one scene where like the ice cream is like dripping on her. And it looks mm-hmm. like blood, but then you realize it's not blood. And I think like what you, you she's like basically like emotionally scarring people, which is what happens to women when like these things happen to them. So it's like she's doing the same thing basically. Yeah. I felt like if she had gone there and she had killed him, like I was almost like, I might be cool with it because like it'll make me feel good for the character. But also it felt at a like that felt cinematic when we talk about like certain things feeling like very movie like like going to the cabin and like killing someone out of like nowhere 
that's something that I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm, if I'm there for that. So then when she obviously doesn't kill him, I was kind of like, I, f- I feel like I like that better. But again, like, I, I don't know the ending. I like where things end up and I like that they get theirs at the end, but just weird. Cause I'm trying to remember the name of the song. Is it, it's, it's in Deadpool that they're playing. It's like, uh, in the morning, baby. Oh yeah, they're playing, yeah. They're playing. They're playing that, and it's like basically just like yeah, she got thrown in like a fucking fire and burnt to a crisp, <laughs> and she's dead. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, that's not like yeah, they got, they got you know theirs, but like she got it way worse. She, yeah, like I mean, I don't know. It's it. I think tonally the ending is a little off. I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with the things that happen. I like that she didn't go and just like go on a killing spree. Um. But yeah, it's, it's, there's, I think a tone issue there. Um, but yeah, other than that, like love the character. I don't know how much more you want to talk about this, but other than that, like I just, for me, I love the characters. I love the style of the movie. I really like the soundtrack and, um, I think the dialogue is super crisp in this movie too. I will say that like, yeah, good writing, writing, super strong on the movie. Um, for me, like, my big negatives are really just, I think tonally the ending is a, is a little weak. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much me too. But, uh, but for real, like one of my favorite movies, I really liked it. All right. Good. Good. Glad you feel that way. You son of a bitch. The more I think about my grades, cause I'm about to ask you for tomato tomatoes and I'm looking at what my knee jerk reactions were for these movies that I graded longer ago. Mm hmm. And it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I, I feel like I want to change all of the grades I've given so far for like the first two episodes we did. Oh, really? Of yeah. this, yeah, or the first two, um, the first two movies you did on this episode. But whatever, you, you know, hit me with a, some tomato tomatoes. I'm right before I hit you with tomato tomato. I'm just gonna tell you this. Um, what do you think in this past year, out of the movies you've done on the pod, what do you think your most given grade is? on the show from My 2020. most given your most given grade on, on the show in 2020 on the show. I feel like it's probably in the C range somewhere. I'd say either like a B minus or a C plus maybe your most given grade on the show this year was an a no. Yeah, <laughs> really not yeah. even like a minus a a minus. I think was like your like third most given. Now, you know what? Because um, I'm looking now and I'm like, I do have a lot of C's and stuff, but they're movies we didn't do on the show. Yeah. I, uh, that makes at sense. Least on the okay. sh- at least on the show, we definitely avoided bad movies and stuff. So like last year, if you like look at like our, because if you go on our website, you can see like a graph, like a chart of all the letters we've given. And last year, ours are small at the A's and it spike up huge to the F's at the end because we watched so many bad movies. This year, it's like, much more even. And in some cases it's actually, we gave a lot more good grades out this year. Well, that's good. So the yeah. one, what's the tomato tomatoes on this bitch? Tomato, tomato, the critics are bringing it in at a 90%. So an A minus. Okay. Tomato, the audience, they are bringing it in at an 87%. Which is a B plus. Yeah. B plus B right in the middle there. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to say tomato. Okay. I guess. 
because mm-hmm. I'm going B plus. Just B plus is across the board today for me. Nice. Just why not? Everyone gets a B plus. Now, uh, but I feel like I like this movie better than both Nomadland and um, Mank. So I almost mm-hmm. feel like it should be this is a B plus, Mank is a B, and Nomadland's a B minus. But okay. we'll just keep it. Everybody gets a B plus. Who gives a fuck? All right. <laughs> or an A minus. What, what did I give Nomadland? Did I say A minus or did I say B plus? You said B plus. Okay, everyone's getting a B plus. So now that's probably my most given grade because I just gave three in a row. Three, yeah. For me, I talked very highly. I said it's one of my favorite movies. At least on this episode, it is the highest rated grade. But it's actually not like not giving an A plus, not giving an A. I went tomato and I went A minus. There you go. Yeah, I think, like I said, think think the ending isn't super strong. And then there's just like a few like nitpicks I had. Like I have a few more issues with this movie than I did with like like Judas or like even like Tenet a little bit. Yeah. Still, I, I really liked it. And um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see where it shows up if it shows up in my top 10. Beautiful. Love it, man. Well, shit. This is the first time we ever did three movies in one uh, one sit down. Yeah. We uh, we did pretty good time-wise. Never again. <laughs> yeah, we, we did, did. We did good. good we did good. We're professionals. That's why. So, it took us two hours to do one review, like the first couple episodes. Like our Spider-Verse episode's like two and a half hours long. <laughs> oh my god, I know. Now look at us. We're breezing through them. Three movies yeah. in, in less than an hour and a half. You can only get it here at Two Dudes Movie Reviews. So, yeah. That's it. That's it for the Oscar talk. We will be back with our own awards, our much more prestigious awards, the duties, very soon. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. And the best way to do so would be to follow us on Instagram at two dudes movie reviews. Um, you could always follow myself at sky two dudes. If you would like, you can follow me at Colin two dudes. If you like, yep. And if you don't like, don't do it. <laughs> then fuck it's off. That simple. <laughs> fuck off then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do that. Follow the page. Stay in touch with us. Leave us five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. It'd be greatly appreciated. Get yourself some merch. You can check out the website at twodoesmoviereviews.com. And until then, suck it, Swampies. <laughs>